Hello and welcome to another episode of The Good Vanilla, the Barefoot Contessa podcast where the chicken stock is homemade, store-bought is just fine, and the vanilla is always good. I am your host, Nick Kachanov, and today we are going back to school as Ina prepares lunch for Jeffrey for the week. Which uh, I thought this episode was apropos, given that the you know the holidays are over, and we're kind of getting back into the groove, back to the I guess the grind, back to school, back to work, etc. Um, I myself don't go back to work until January third, which is nice. Uh, so I'm gonna try to be you know as present as I can be in the next three or four days to soak up the freedom of uh, you know not having anything on the agenda, which is you know, like a natural high for someone like me who likes to do things. But I feel like the holidays are so busy that I feel like at this point, you kind of need to detox a little bit from, I detox like socially, I feel, and from like just eating cookies for breakfast for like two straight weeks, at least with me. Um, and with that all being said, uh, how is everyone? I, I know not everyone had the luxury of taking time off during the holidays, but I'm hope, uh, hoping that, you know, you all had the opportunity to uh, grab some time for yourself and to rest and reset before the start of 2022, which is crazy to think about. I can't believe the year is already over. Uh, I, I I think like once, I feel like you said it, you hit a certain point and New Year starts to become a little less... Um, I don't know, demanding of perfection. I think when like I was in my 20s, I would like really put New Year's Eve on like such a pedestal. Like it has to be perfect and I have to be with the right group and we're going to go out and we're going to get crazy. And now it's just like, give me my sweatpants and like, you know, binge watching The Real Housewives of New York and I'm fine with that. But with all that being said, we are going over to uh, our friend Jana's house, uh, who lives in Pittsburgh, and it's like the Erie crew. And every time I go to Erie, which I don't, I feel like I've talked about Erie a couple times on the podcast too. But a lot of the Erie crew has moved to Pittsburgh, which is great. So we can just sort of still do what I kind of just said, you know, minus the Real Housewives of New York, just kind of veg out and be comfy and you know have some wine and some snacks and some laughs too so I always look forward to that and as, as far as like other new year stuff like I don't really I don't I almost say like I don't do resolutions but I do I do make a list of things every year like in my phone that I want to do more of without like I guess setting that expectation I guess because I mean, I can't keep up with anything for more than three weeks, let alone like like it's always the same stuff, too. It's like this year I'm going to lose weight and I'm going to exercise more and I'm going to eat. It's always like it's always that. So I'm trying to think of other things in my life that I I want to, I guess, work towards and not set a timeline uh, because that that's when I start to get uh that's when I sort of like fall off the wagon, I guess. Like anytime I want to set a goal, I, I feel like I have to be at a certain level at all times. And then if I skip a day, it just like all goes down the toilet. But I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what that what that looks like. And uh, I'm excited for 2022. I know 2021 and 2020 have been such a roller coaster. Um, and who knows what is ahead of us. But I do know what is ahead of us today, and that is, of course, another episode of The Barefoot Contessa. This one is season four, episode three, and it's called Back to School. And 
This is an episode I have never seen before. And I know this for certain because I had never seen this ending before, which is now in the Hall of Fame of like best endings of an episode of Barefoot Contessa, like definitely top five. Um, I'm so glad that I, this is, a, a, again, another sort of random one, even though I kind of was going back to like, well, like I said before, like back to school, back to work, end of the holidays, but again, kind of a random episode and in many ways too. So I'm excited to get into this. So let's do it. So Ina says, uh, Ina begins, she says, my husband Jeffrey works in Connecticut, which is, oh, about four hours from East Hampton. I want to make sure no one else is making him dinner during the week. So when he leaves on Monday morning, I'm going to send him off with some really good things to eat. And that's it. <laughs> that's, that's the quickest intro. Again, I feel like since this is like OG Barefoot Contessa, that this is... Um, she doesn't like list off what she's making. So we just kind of find out as we go. Um, so Ina starts out by telling us that she is going to surprise Jeffrey with banana sour cream pancakes. Uh, but before she gets into the pancakes, she is making him butternut squash with apple soup and Chinese chicken salad. I don't know why I started with that. Uh, butternut squash with apple soup. I don't know why that sentence sounds weird to me. I don't know. My brain is mush. Anyway, and uh, Chinese chicken salad, which I think I already said. So she starts with uh, the, uh, I think she's starting with the soup first. Yes. So she has four cups of chopped onion sort of sauteing away in a Dutch oven. Again, I feel like I mentioned this a while back when I was talking about, I think it was the chicken chili, because that was one of the recipes that I had made in the past. Four cups of onion. Does that feel like a lot? I feel like you can get away with saying like two onions chopped, two like medium sized onions, but like four cups, that is a lot of onion. And it just doesn't look like four cups of onion. I know it like cooks down and all that stuff, but I don't know. Is four cups of onion too much? I, I just feel like it is. Anyway, she adds uh, two tablespoons of curry powder to the onions that are sauteing in butter and olive oil. And while that continues to saute, Ina cuts up the butternut squash, five pounds of butternut squash to be exact. And she gives it like a big rough chop and tosses it into the pot with the onions because she's going to puree it eventually. Um, and next she peels four apples. I don't know what kind of apples they are. She doesn't say, but she says that we could use any kind of sweet apple. So there's that. And then she adds the apples to the pot and adds two cups of water and finishes it off with some salt and pepper. And then she puts a lid on it. And I will say this Dutch oven is my dream Dutch oven. Am I calling it a Dutch oven? Uh, it's like a big pot, you know, like the Le Crusettes. I th I'm going to go with Dutch oven. I don't know why for some reason I'm questioning <laughs> my phrasing there, but it's like this gorgeous shade of green. We all know that I love green in any capacity, except for like, I don't really like fluorescent green or like a kelly green and kelly green is like the definition of green i like something that's a little warmer um i don't know i feel like green is in nowadays uh, or maybe that's you know it's always in with me so maybe i'm just making my own assumptions about that but it's a great um dutch oven or crock pot i don't know it's definitely not a crock pot but I, you, you all know what i'm talking about i don't need to keep <laughs> going on about this um, so next up, while that is doing its thing, next up is the Chinese chicken salad, which, uh, it starts with four, she pulls out like four chicken breasts that have already been roasted on the bone. Um, and she's also, uh, toasting some sesame seeds as well on the side. 
And she tells us that she is shredding the chicken as opposed to cubing it because it holds the sauce better. And she said, Jeffrey's going to be real pleased. I can't say I do this all the time, but once in a while, it's a real treat. So she adds a half a pound of asparagus that was left over from dinner last night. Hmm. And then she juliennes a red bell pepper and finishes it off with some chopped scallions and then some of the toasted sesame seeds. And she says she is saving half of the sesame seeds for the dressing. Uh, So she gives the chicken, asparagus, and bell pepper a big toss with her hands and then divides it into two, I don't know, like Chinese takeout containers that that would hold like egg drop soup. You know, we all know. We all know what I'm talking about. And then she puts it into the fridge. Uh, So while the salad cools down, or like the chicken, everything I just mentioned, she starts on the dressing. And she starts out with an oil and vinegar base, uh, vegetable oil and apple cider vinegar, to be exact. I don't know, I have this like aversion to apple cider vinegar, which I know, I know it's like really good for you. Like some people say, like, take a, take a shot of it every morning. But it's also good for like, I've had like, whenever I like lost my voice or was having like issues with like voice or if I'm like sick or something like that I I drank a lot of like water with apple cider vinegar and it just tastes like ugh. it just I could taste it right now and it's just like not my favorite thing but I know I know of the benefits of apple cider vinegar I'm just like not the biggest fan uh, but anyway she adds uh, besides the vinegar and the oil she adds three tablespoons of soy sauce sesame oil, a splash of honey, and then grates some fresh ginger. And it's funny, she lifted up the ginger like, she's like, this is ginger. She's like, isn't it wild? Because it looks crazy. Uh, And she, I can't remember, I didn't write down what she said though, but it was just funny because I'm trying to think if my mom, and I know my mom and dad, and probably my grandma too, have like, like fresh ginger was never in the house. It was always just sort of like the powder ginger, which is like fine in certain circumstances, but there really is nothing like fresh ginger and I, I don't know. I, I think I'm coming around to ginger. Like um, a, a good friend of mine, uh, Vikram, always makes us like f- uh, like homemade chai tea. And the first time he made it, because he, he likes a lot of ginger and uh, almost all of our like core group of friends does too. So when I drank it, I was like, I felt like liquid fire. It's just that heat that I don't really love, but then he made it a second time and didn't put as much ginger in and I kind of missed it. So it's like one of those things where like, I'm never satisfied, but like, I just don't want it. Like I don't want so much ginger and Keon recently, I think we saw it on TikTok, or I think I showed it to him on TikTok. There's like this thing where you take a couple of ginger roots, like just like buy a little bag of it, you know, at the store and then um, peeling ginger, you peel it, which is like such a pain in the ass. I do it with a spoon um, because I just feel like I have more control that way. So you peel the skin off and then you, um, you boil it and you also put like some cinnamon sticks in it as well. And you just like boil the shit out of it for, you know, X amount of time. And then it becomes this like nice little, I don't know, sort of homemade ginger shot in the morning. Like you could take it just like a shot of it. Uh, we just like keep it in the fridge. Um, or you can like put some hot water in it and have like some, like a ginger, I don't know. I don't know what you would call it. I want to say like detox, but it's not that also. It's just some sort of, you know, ginger's great. It's it's like a nice little like shot of like, it wakes you up a little bit in the morning too. So we've been, uh, he's been doing that pretty consistently, which is, which is nice. Anyway, uh, back to this dressing. So she adds 
the second half of the sesame seeds and reveals the secret ingredient. She says, peanut butter. Who knew? And so Ina takes a quick you know, jaunt to her pantry for the Skippy and then scoops in a half, uh, like a healthy dollop of Skippy into the bowl. Peanut butter. Okay, here's a question. Which team does everyone fall on for peanut butter? I personally play for both teams, but I got to tell you, I, I do love a chunky peanut butter. I used to hate it when I was younger. Every time I think of chunky peanut butter, I remember there was, there was this one episode of Full House where Uncle Jesse takes Michelle grocery shopping and he says, okay, what kind of peanut butter should I get? Smooth or hunka hunka chunka? And I remember like as a kid, I thought that was like the funniest line ever. I remember I laughed really hard because it's I mean, it's it's pretty funny, I think, on paper. And it's like a full house deep cut. Like, I don't I don't know why that has been like seared into my brain all these years. But I really, I really got a kick out of that. I don't know why. Um, But and obviously, like smooth peanut butter is great as well. Like I love opening a new jar of peanut butter, like a fresh jar. And there's something like really satisfying about like removing that like plastic lid and just like seeing seeing how like it looks, it, I don't know. I don't know if anyone else gets like as big of like a rush of, uh, I don't know. It's just nice, like the like the way the knife or like some, in my case like a spoon, like just glides in so perfectly on the top. I don't know. I uh, I will also add that peanut butter has been my go to for curing hiccups for like at least fifteen years. Someone told me a long time ago. That if you have hiccups, just take a spoonful of peanut butter and they will be gone. And it works every time. I think smooth would be better, but chunky also works too. I, I don't know what the science is behind it. Um, I don't even mess around with like other remedies for hiccups. Uh, and plus you get to eat like a spoonful of peanut butter. And as Ina would say, like, who wouldn't want that? So yeah, peanut butter for hiccups. I hope the try it next time if you have it on hand. Anyway, the the sauce is finished. And Ina puts it into a container and sets it in the fridge. And after that, Ina returns to the butternut squash soup, which is perfectly cooked. I feel like I would like, I would love it as is. It's sort of like this, I don't know, it's almost like, a, it looks like a chili. It's a, it's a really beautiful color. Again, with the backdrop of that green Dutch oven, it's, it's, it's beautiful. Um, but the soup is ready for the food mill. But before that, Ina reveals that she's going to be surprising Jeffrey with homemade brioche croutons. And, uh, you know, she starts to cut the loaf of bread, of brioche, rather, that we learn came from Eli Zebar. Eli Zebar. Uh, she said it's a, it's one of the incredible Eli Zebar's brioche loaves. And then we're like, okay. It looks great. I love brioche. I love any sort of, like, eggy bread. Um, she said if you can't get brioche, you know, just, you know, there's challah. There's, like, there, there are other options. Um, so she drizzles two tablespoons of olive oil, some salt and pepper, on the chopped cubes of bread and then puts it into the oven 350 for 10 to 15 minutes pretty simple so then she gives her hands a wash and returns to the butternut squash soup she gives us like a little tutorial on what the food mill is which i feel like i feel like we all know what the food mill is at this point ina calls it a prehistoric food processor to me i mean food processors i i just like hate cleaning food processors but i feel like cleaning a food processor would be less annoying than cleaning a food mill. There's just like a lot of parts. And I think, you know, Ina, Ina prefers the food mill because she doesn't want baby food. And I, I feel like at the end of the day too, like, yeah, there is some texture that a food mill will provide more so than a food processor. But 
not by much. I don't know. But uh, that's just my, I don't know, my observation or, or how I would like to do it. I just feel food mill, food mills are too much fuss for me. Uh, but anyway, Ina, for this soup, it is the way that Ina is going. So she ladles in the butternut squash and apple mixture and gets to work until it's all sort of, I don't know, what's the verb for food, food milled, milled? I don't know what the verb is for this. I'm going to go with pureed. Uh, anyway, so she says, to finish off the soup, she adds the good apple juice, uh, basically to the, the soup until the desired texture that she wants. Uh, so she gives it a taste and then pours a quart of it into a container for Jeffrey, again, in one of those sort of Chinese container takeout egg drop soup situations. So next, Ina is outside in her garden and she's clipping some fresh flowers for the breakfast table uh she says i know it's just breakfast but i still want it to be special and then she says i know it's not true but i have this image of jeffrey on his own with a bowl of soup over the week over the kitchen sink so the weekend has to be great um which is cute i guess she just like you know she cares for jeffrey I, again i feel like she doesn't do this every weekend but or every week but i i feel like she misses him and this is her way of just I don't know, sending him a little bit of love during the weekend, or during the week, rather. So she's back in the house, sort of arranging the zinnias that she picked in the garden for breakfast. She does, like, a very brief tutorial on her breakfast setup in the kitchen. It's, like, in, the, you know, the circle table and in, in that little, like, nook right off of the counter that we all know very well. And In true Ina fashion, she likes to mix something very fancy with things that are very simple. So she shows us, uh, you know, an example of this is the fancy dinner plates that she bought from Paris that are paired with dish towels, but the good dish towels, you know, where you're not going to use something that has like, you know, I feel like everyone has that one dish towel that's just like <laughs> so gross. And even when it's clean, it looks gross. We all know what I'm talking about. But there, I, I actually really love... I have like a strange affinity for dish towels. Like I love like a holiday dish towel. I also think that there are dish towels that are just purely for display and dish towels that, you know, are that you can actually use. Um, but I always love getting a dish towel as a gift. So after the table is set, Ina tells us that she is going to make chocolate almond iced coffee, which is, I thought she was like going to make like a drink. I thought this was all like homemade, but essentially, I mean, I don't blame her for this also too. She just brews chocolate almond flavored coffee like it's already the flavors in the beans which my my favorite flavor is definitely hazelnut like hazelnut coffee all the way I like a good vanilla and nowadays there are like so many different flavors of coffee which is cool and I, I don't like I feel like you like whatever you like but hazelnut's definitely my flavored coffee of choice which it used to not be I always felt like hazelnut was like for old ladies I don't know why like I have, I think I've said this before on the podcast too, that like, I feel like, what is it? Butter pecan and rum raisin are just like old lady flavors of ice cream. And I don't know why. I, I, maybe that's just something that I made up in my head. Maybe it's true. I don't know. But I love hazelnut now. So I guess I'm an old lady uh, at heart. <laughs> anyway, uh, she says, when you make it into an iced coffee, <laughs> this, yeah, this is funny. She says, when you make it into an iced coffee, it kind of... It's kind of like having an ice cream soda for breakfast without the calories, which I do. I mean, that's like a silly way to put it, but I, I understand what she's saying because I, I think like 
it, for instance, if you go to Dunkin' Donuts, and this took me the longest time to figure out, like, I, I don't always get, like, the flavor syrup. Sometimes it's just, like, too sweet for me. And nowadays, I just, like, it's just coffee and half and half. That's how I take my coffee. Um, but I remember I would go to Dunkin' Donuts, and sometimes I would want the flavor syrup, like the hazelnut. So I would say, like, can I have a hazelnut iced coffee? Or maybe like just a hazelnut coffee. It doesn't matter. But they do have both. They have hazelnut flavored coffee. And they also have, I think it's called like a flavor swirl or something like that that you have to say. Um, but they're great. They're like, I could drink one of those flavor swirled Dunkin' Donuts iced coffees in like three seconds. Like it tastes like pure heaven. And they're terrible for you. Like the, it's because, I mean, the syrups are just... It's sugar syrup that's flavored, so it's not great. But I will also say, too, when I used to live in New York, I would sometimes stop at like a 7-Eleven. Ooh, 7-Eleven iced coffee because they would have like they would already have it like mixed. They would have the vanilla flavored iced coffee and it was divine and it was like sweet. It kind of tasted like I guess if you were to like pair like a that flavor swirl that I was just talking about with Dunkin' with like a regular coffee uh, and uh, it was it was so good I miss those a lot but again it's a slippery slope because one you're spending money on coffee which is you know that's sort of my vice that's like the one thing if I should put that on my like new year's resolution is like stop buying coffee and I feel like I have come a long way especially working at home where I can just make more coffee if I need it um you know and there's there's some really cute coffee shops in Pittsburgh too that I do like to to go to every once in a while but every time I'm out I always want Starbucks and I will I'm just like I'll, I'll add one more topic to this like sort of <laughs> this sort of rant that I'm going on I will say I I will never be um what am I trying to say here a lot of people sort of say like ugh, like gift cards like it it can be it just doesn't seem like there's a lot of thought behind it too but I will never ever turn down a Starbucks gift card and I, I, cause it's something that I really love and it's something that like, it can get really expensive very quickly. Um, I guess it's just not as satisfying to give a gift card because you're not giving them a gift, but it's really nice to receive like uh, a Starbucks gift card. So I don't know. Those are my thoughts on gift cards. If it's something that the person really likes, yeah, it doesn't feel good to give it because it feels like a cop out, but I never feel like, like the receiver, or at least in my mind I never feel like it's a cop-out, especially if it's something that I already go to anyway and I'm going to spend the money. It's it's perfect. Okay, where were we here? So, yeah, she brews the coffee and then puts it into the fridge to cool. And then she pulls out some thick-cut applewood smoked bacon. Yes, please. And slaps it on a baking sheet instead of cooking it in a skillet, which is... I still haven't tried this. I mean, there's something that's like so ingrained in my mind that you have to cook it in a skillet. But I think, Kate, if you're listening, because this is where I first found out a couple months back that cooking bacon in the oven, like on a baking sheet, is actually the way that the package suggests to cook it. And I remember, Kate, your mom said that when we were at, we were in Virginia and we were both, everyone was like, what? But it is. And I feel like, honestly, it's like, it's like less mess, no fuss. You just, and Ina says, she's like, you put it in the oven and you forget about it, is what she said. Uh, it was one of those classic, like, Ina, like, emphasis on the long, on the wrong syllable sort of situations. But uh, I do love when she gets excited about things. Um, anyway, finally, we get these banana sour cream pancakes that she's been yipping about all, all episode here. 
Uh, so she starts out with the dry ingredients, you know, flour, sugar, baking powder, salt. And then the wet ingredients are sour cream, milk, two eggs, some good vanilla, and a teaspoon of lemon zest. This sounds divine. This sounds really great. So she gives that a big whisk. And then uh, she, like, slams the whisk down on the counter. I don't know why they chose to keep that. I th- I just felt it was... They could have cut that. I just wanted to say that out loud, though. Anyway, so she combines the wet ingredients with the dry ingredients and then adds uh, the last ingredient. She doesn't add it, actually. She she prepares the last ingredient, which is some chopped bananas. Um, so once the pancakes begin to show bubbles on top, she sprinkles some chopped bananas on them and then gives it a flip. Uh, and next... She uh, she heats up some syrup. Honestly, it looks like a small canister of motor oil. I have never seen maple syrup look like this before, but she says it's grade A dark maple syrup. But it just looks like, <laughs> it looks shocking when she first held it up to the camera. It just, I don't know how to describe the can, but it looks like, it looks like something like, uh, oh, what am I trying to think of? Like rubber, rubber cement? Why did my mind go there? I don't know. It, if if you maybe I'll try to like look up the brand of it. I don't know why it just like was it it didn't bother me. I was just I've never seen maple uh, syrup come in a package like that or like a can like that. Um, another question or I guess maybe observation. I was going to ask if everyone kept their maple syrup in the fridge or in the pantry because my mom never refrigerated syrup ever ever ever. And I remember, like, as I was growing up, like, uh, maybe in college or, like, beyond, like, people were like, you have to keep um, maple syrup in the fridge. And I was like, do you? So I did do a quick Google search. And from what I found, both methods are fine, I guess. But if you want to keep the syrup fresh for longer, it is best to refrigerate it. So, and I just, like, there's something about it that, like, I hate cold syrup. And I know you, like, you can microwave it. But I feel like microwaving a bottle of syrup just feels like weird to me. I don't know. Because you're like microwaving plastic. I'm like, is that good for you? I don't know. And like, we've never had maple syrup like go bad on us before. Like nowadays, I don't use it as much. Um, but yeah, do people refrigerate it? What, what do you do? I'm like, send me an email or tweet me or something. Um, anyway, she takes the bacon out of the oven and she pours the iced coffee and plates the pancakes with the bacon. This is like an ideal breakfast for me. Like, I love pancakes. I love meat. I would have loved a little like potato of some sort, like some hash browns or home fries. Um, but that's me. Anyway, she calls Jeffrey in and he does not seem surprised or appreciative at all. There's something very strange about Jeffrey in this episode. I don't, maybe it's just because it's like season four of like the OG Barefoot Contessa series. I don't think he like found his groove yet. Maybe he didn't want to, you know, maybe he wasn't in the mood to be filmed. But I feel like Ina went through all of this prep and she's like, I just want to make it feel special. And he's really going to love it. Like with the flowers and the pancakes and the iced coffee. And he just sort of like plops down he does say it looks amazing, but I feel like he's like half asleep here. Maybe it's early in the morning. Who knows? I don't know the story, but it's not like the typical Jeffrey reaction. Uh, so after breakfast, uh, we have some B-roll footage of Jeffrey packing for the week. He's grabbing ties. He's grabbing like some shirts. And then he just like stuffs it all in this black bag. I thought it was a garment bag because I, don't, I mean, I don't know how you have to dress for, you know, being a professor, but uh, it, he just like kind of stuffed it in this black bag. And uh, as Jeffrey is packing, 
Ina is packing up Jeffrey's food for the week in an igloo cooler. Um, side note, there are like three bottles of white wine and a bottle of champagne in the fridge. <laughs> I just, I feel like that's, I'm, I mean, I'm not one to judge like any amount of alcohol in anyone's home too, but I just wonder what Ina had planned that week. I feel like she's going to have a blast while Jeffrey is gone, or maybe she's hosting, you know, a little, a little party one night, who knows? Um, so then let's get into this. This is, this is the last scene of you know, after she's packing it up. So this is just like the, it's not really like the ending ending. It's like, but it's, you know, it's the home stretch. So Ina says, um, Jeffrey's two favorite movies are Chicago and Apollo 13. But I'd say Chicago is way too sexy for a guy on his own. So it's Apollo 13. And then, <laughs> and then she puts a VHS copy of Apollo 13 into the cooler and then closes the lid. And then she just like smiles at the camera. And so I just like, I was not prepared for that. And again, I had not seen this episode, which is like a good episode, but like this took it into like the stratosphere for me. I couldn't believe it was like a VHS tape. And like she, I just felt it was so like, I feel like you should keep that outside the cooler maybe just in case, you know, it falls and gets like soaked by everything else. Ugh, I just loved it so much. And I love that she she just didn't want Jeffrey to watch Chicago on his own because it was it's just so racy. Um anyway, I I loved every second of that. So she takes the cooler to Jeffrey's car and you know, he's he's kind of like out front and she says, I love you, drive carefully. And Jeffrey Jeffrey. <laughs> <laughs> Jeffrey does not give Ina like a goodbye kiss or a hug. I feel like I don't I don't know, maybe he really wanted Chicago instead of Apollo 13. And Jeffrey, I don't blame you. I feel like Chicago is the superior mo- movie out of the two. Um I just feel like I don't know. Ina like Jeffrey is n- never not giving Ina like a smooch or a hug. I just feel like they're pretty lovey-dovey from, you know, most episodes. So I just um I don't know what was going on with Jeffrey. So the last line of the episode, Ina turns to the camera and says, like, sort of like with a whimper. She's like, hmm, gone till Friday. (laughs) She doesn't say wham, but it's kind of like that. Um, And then she just like exits stage left out of the frame. Uh, (laughs) That's the end of the episode. So while Jeffrey may not have got his first choice of a movie for the week, uh, you know, I, I certainly had a great time talking about this episode today. And much like Jeffrey, I will also be gone until next Thursday, not next Friday. So uh, I think it's time to wrap things up. So thank you again for listening, everyone. If you want to follow the podcast on social media, you can follow it on Instagram and Twitter at GoodVanillaPod. And you can also send me an email at GoodVanillaPod at gmail.com. Also, I made a group for The Good Vanilla on Facebook. Very easy to find. Just search The Good Vanilla. And if you are enjoying the podcast, please be sure to subscribe and leave a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Or just tell another Barefoot Contessa fanatic. That also works, too. And if you want to know where to get more of me, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Nick Kachanov. And you can find me on my other podcast, The Best Supporting Podcast, every week with Colin Drucker. Thanks so much for listening, everyone. Stay safe, happy new year, and I'll see you next time.